Once upon a time, upon an island in the middle of a lake, three public stewards joined forces to protect a small town's independence and start a podcast. I'm Superintendent and Coroner Baby Smith-Jones-Johnson. I'm Fire Chief and Historian Gil Gilman. I am Mayor Manny McDermott. And this is Yolkenbeck. Hello, comebackers, and welcome to another episode of This is Yolkenbeck. I am your mayor-elect, Manny McDermott, and here's Baby. I'm Baby Smith-Jones-Johnson, and today I'm thankful for monogrammed hand towels because I have a lot of initials, and sometimes it's just a nice little reminder to see them all spelled out. And here's Gil. Uh, hey, Gil Gilman here. Uh, today I'm thankful for soda crackers. I had several for breakfast this morning. Thank you, Gil and Baby. It's so good to be with you all yet again here at Town Hall. We're taking a small break from our daily work here, trying to make your community a better place and trying to bring people in to Yolkenbach to let the public know what we're up to. And yes... This is Thanksgiving week, so we want to talk about what we're grateful for, what we're thankful for, and one of the things I'm thankful for is all of you. And, you know, as mayor, I've only been here a few weeks now, and I'm still getting settled in. And uh, one of the best ways that I have found is to meet people is to go to the many sporting events that we have here on the island. You know, for such a small community, we truly do have a giant apparatus of high school, middle school, intramural, amateur, um, even semi-professional sports. And uh, so in that vein, the other day, I went and saw an incredible handball match, Olympic handball, um, which is, you know, the U.S. doesn't field a team. But after I watched the Yolkenbach handball squads going at it, I just couldn't help but be excited about the prospects of the U.S. one day competing in handball. Uh, if you don't know what handball is, it's basically like water polo without the water and with a tiny ball. Um, so anyway, I went to that match on Saturday uh, featuring uh, uh, boys and girls and all sorts, ages 8 to 28, which is a very weird range, but they they were going at it, uh, and it, all, it came down to the wire, and I believe the hero of the game, I, I wrote it down so I could shout it out, was Samuel... Toller. So Samuel Toller with the game winning goal, nine years old, but six foot three. Um, so clearly Pump Palace uh, should have sponsored that game. Um, so it, what was, are... it was an impressive game. I actually saw that one as well, Manny. I, and and you, you're no kidding there that it came down to the wire, right? That, you know, Samuel, Samuel really, he got up on that wire, which I think is um, perhaps maybe why. It's not been accepted as a, a, an Olympic sport. Uh, the Yolkenbeck handball style uh, is is the use of the piano wire, uh, sort of there, just draped across the middle of the court. Really, uh, pretty uh, pretty dangerous, frankly, if they keep that razor sharp. Yes, it did seem to take a few digits, but um, that added some excitement, added some color. Uh, baby, what's your what's your favorite sport around town? You strike me as uh, somebody who likes to attend all these events. Uh, well, uh, guilty as charged, Manny. Please don't arrest me. I'm just a baby. I have to say that uh, my favorite sporting event here in town is definitely the curling team. Now I know what you're thinking. Can we afford a curling rink? And the answer is yes, we can. Uh, also, it's not um, curling in the traditional sense uh, with uh, stones that you, you sweep across a, a frozen surface. No, this is um, ribbon curling. Uh, competitive ribbon curling. Um, it's an auxiliary competition along with our competitive rapping team. Um, rapping like uh, like hip hop. Oh, like wrapping parcels and gifts. Gift wrapping, oh. yeah, those sorts of things. It's uh, it's a dangerous sport. Um, though uh, I think 
one of the nice things about it, uh, at least for the competitors, is that unlike most sports, uh, it's common for uh, for people who are watching to give tips uh, to, uh, like financial dollars uh, to, to gift wrappers, uh, competitors. I don't think that's common in most sports. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I mean, sure. <clears throat> so... Uh, speaking of sports, I happened to join the local semi-pro rugby team, and we happened to have the distinction of being the smallest community in the league, but last year, um, apparently, we won the championship, so I'm joining a winning tradition, which is sort of what it feels like to be mayor here, joining a winning tradition. It's so exciting to be new here. Also, you know, um, I got my rugby kit, which is what they call uniforms in rugby. I got it in the mail yesterday. Uh, the shorts are super short. Um, it's kind of shave or don't shave. We'll put that poll up on our Facebook. Uh, but I, you know, I'm I'm really excited. So I think, you know, this is um this is a good time of year for coming together at these events, um, being competitive, but with with a communal touch. Uh, Manny, I'm that's I think you are uh, like you said joining a, a winning team not only here in Yolkenbeck but also on the semi-pro Yolkenbeck team. Uh, the rug burns uh, uh, they get that from their very short shorts uh, uh, but uh, and this might be um, giving away our town secrets but uh, I, I I'm certainly not the first uh, an, uh, analyst to say this about our rugby team I think the reason they keep winning is because they uh, all of their you know game plans all of their uh, uh, equipment all of their gear all sent through the U.S. postal system. Uh, that is something that uh, no other, a lot of other teams will sort of just give that when they show up for practices, or like, you know, they they all live in the same place, so they'll just hand it to each other when they see each other really frequently. But no, mm. but not our team, not the Rugburns. They mail it to your home, and, and I really think that's what makes them win year after I, year. Because because last year wasn't the first. You know, I uh, I have to agree with you, Gil. Um, you know, actually, a few seasons ago, uh, we started a sort of collaboration where the curling team and wrapping team would work with the local post office to wrap the rugby kits to be mailed. And I, I really think that it's the excitement of getting that freshly, elaborately wrapped parcel that just it fires those boys up and makes them want to pull those shorts on up and, you know, let their thighs shine for the gods. And think about the grip strength. I mean, those wrappers, they just put that paper on those packages. They are tucked in there. And the bows, I mean, I don't think conventional human hands are capable of getting those off there. And you're not allowed to use scissors. I don't know if Coach Wellsby has told you this yet, Manny, but you are not allowed to use scissors when you are opening official team uh, postage. Uh, you have to use your hands. It's, it's all about the grip. That's how they handle that ball so well. Wow. Um, well, I didn't know that I had so much training to do just to open my uniform, but uh, the luckily I have been lifting Gil's book uh, up and down as I try to read it, and my biceps are bulging because that book is huge and full of sand, as we've covered. So um, thank you for that, Gil. It's probably um, one of the most valuable things I've gotten out of it. Of course, yeah. Uh, it's my pleasure uh, really, I, I really appreciate helping out all of uh, our athletes here on the island. Uh, I think pretty much every uh, citizen of Yolkenbeck is an athlete. Uh, but, you know, I, th I think it, it takes a special person to, to really compete in uh, the biggest game here on the island, uh, the big game that happens every Yolkenbeck Thanksgiving uh, happening uh, here now in just a couple of days. Oh, I am. Uh, I'm getting the... The nervous little gas bubbles in my sweet little tummy just thinking about it. Wait, what's what's the big game? I don't think uh, I don't think I've been introduced. Uh, the big game, yeah. Well, so uh, that's uh, curious that you. Um, so uh, I you, I saw your name signed up for it. Uh, well, it's okay. I uh, you know it. Oh. I wouldn't say it is something that you can figure out along the way. It is sort of, uh, I guess, a competition of the fifty strongest and i'm i'm using air quotes there audience uh strongest uh, in mind in body constitution uh a little bit of charisma necessary in there as well uh sexual prowess 
not required, suggested. Uh, and, and the 50 strongest uh, of a variety of categories sign up and compete in 15 different sports uh, against each other. A mixture of team and individual sports and, and the, you know, the point process, very convoluted, not really a good audio talk. Uh, but, it, you know, you're signed up in a couple of days, so... Um, you... Oh, uh, I honestly, I thought I was signing a petition to get big gains, uh, because, again, I'm trying to, you know, um, bulk up, but... Uh, oh, well, wow, if, if okay. you're going to compete in, in the big game, uh, you're definitely going to have to buckle down on that Hello Flush subscription and, and get those those dirty gains because uh, uh, what Gil, uh, probably in his excitement, forgot to mention is that um, the big game isn't open to uh, only humans. Uh, the 50 strongest people, we have to also compete against all the horses here on the island as well. It's true, yeah. Horses oh. are allowed to compete. Uh, it's recommended. Um, I, I think there have been a couple of years where horses weren't uh, in the running, uh, so to speak, and uh, those really... <laughs> lesser games lesser big games is what i would call them uh, um, but, uh yeah you definitely do need those games manny because uh while you're one of the 50 contestants that have uh been signed up um you're you're really one of the i would say over 170 contestants that signed up but then were scratched out by sort of the big game officials who determine whether or not you're one of the 50 the island's 50 strongest um so you've been chosen i guess Oh my. Um, so, uh, quick follow up. I'm a little concerned. So, you mentioned there are horses involved. Are there any combat sports? I only ask because I, um, this past weekend, I did a happy fun learning time with uh, the monks at the community college and I signed a two week pact of nonviolence. Um, so, uh, am I, I would hate to break those monks' hearts. They're just, they're so cute and sweet uh so is, are there combat sports involved uh i don't believe the yalkenbeck monastery the men of the yalkenbeck monastery would uh, appreciate you making uh those kind of judgments about their physical appearance um they really have put those things beyond them uh and i mean that in both saying calling them cute or or anti-cute I, I i'm not sure what the proper nomenclature um they are good men i'm sorry they are men i'm sorry they are. They are. Yes, that's they for certain. Are. They're they're definitely mm, no doubt about it. But uh, also, uh, I think you can just uh, pick up a um, uh, an athlete waiver. Uh, you're excused from certain um, school classes if you are involved in any competitive sports, which uh, it sounds like you will be. Uh, and to the answer to your question, uh, yeah, there are two. Um, sort of combative sports amongst the 15, uh, nunchuckery and fencing. Oh, awesome. Great. That sounds um, amazing. Uh, so what, what, you know, we don't have to focus on me so much. Uh, what would you say, what's the history behind the big game? Is this, is this marking something? Uh, is this a celebration or is this just an annual excuse to get a bunch of strong citizens to hurt each other? Oh, well, there, uh, I, I'm sure that, um, being from the mainland, you're familiar with mainland Thanksgiving. Uh, here on the island, mm -hmm. we have two Thanksgivings. We have uh, mainland Thanksgiving, but then we also have Yalkenback Thanksgiving. And uh, the big game, that is uh, the, the seminal, cumulative celebration of uh, a weeks-long, tradition-laden celebration of Yalkenback Thanksgiving. Yeah, y'all coming back Thanksgiving uh, really dates back to even before the founding uh, uh, of the town uh, and, and sort of along the way as uh, the populace that has lived here has uh, <laughs> just collected different traditions, sort of ways to celebrate. Um, we have sort of this the cartoon that we like to watch with this dog and this bird. And there's another day where we sort of create pies um, out of various gourds. Uh, try not to use pumpkin. I, I think that's the sort of the common, and, and you know, no one here on Yalkenbeck is really about being uh, common. We're sort of trying to be above, uh, show that we can be better than, uh, uh, except for the brothers of the monastery. I would have to say that uh, my favorite event leading up to Yalkenbeck Thanksgiving is uh, the annual fattening of the peacocks. Oh my! So um, 
so when all else fails, I, I know we've talked about fattening the pig. You all move toward the peacocks. Oh, uh, yep. Uh, we have um, a grove of uh, specially imported Asian oak trees, and um, we, we feed the peacocks acorns that have been cleansed in the milk from the pump palace. Wow. That does explain the fullness of their plumage um, and their aggression. But yeah, so uh, the big game is one of those uh, traditions that we came up with. Um, it sort of started from, uh, because we have so many sports and so many different athletes on the island, uh, it happened that there were just a lot of games all happening at the same time. And we thought, well, you know what would be best? Uh, cancel all of those and put them into one. And just have one day sort of with 15 sports all represented the best athletes on the island. Uh Get them together. See what they can do. Some would say that uh, the big game is is more than that. Some would say that the big game is actually theater and that it is a a dramatic enterprise that tells the history of the island. Well, now you've got my attention because you know I love a theater. Oh, well, uh, speaking of uh, theater and traditions and plays, they're... There actually is a, a very famous audio drama that does detail the origins of Y'all Come Back Thanksgiving. Wow. I didn't know you all even had audio drama technology here. Uh, well, te technically, Manny, uh, any drama that you perform with sound, this audio drama, uh, does not need to be recorded. Uh, could just be an oral tradition. We, um, hmm. we had to make the distinction and call it an audio drama. Uh, because historically, many plays performed here on the island were done in a pantomime. So we were uh, letting the people know that this was a, a newfangled invention, a play with actual spoken word. Wow. Okay. Um, so what's what's this play? I, you know, as, as a bit of a dramaturge uh, myself, as someone who likes to think he's read all the classic plays and even some of those obscure ones, uh, I don't think I know this one. So, what, you know, what's it called? Well, this is uh, this is the first Y'all Come Back Thanksgiving. Uh, it, it sort of explains details exactly what we've been talking about, but uh, really the history of it. Uh, it's it, it's I guess a biopic, if you will. Um, it uh, details uh, sort of exactly that the the first Thanksgiving that appeared er, occurred here on Y'all Come Back. Uh, those you know over two hundred years ago now. Uh, and uh, by a sort of famous pioneer historian and outlaw, Nathan St Nathaniel Studebaker. Oh, or as uh, I like to call him, Studebaker, because, uh, oh boy, he had some big potatoes. Yeah, it's true. Oh, is, he, yeah. Uh, he was known uh, for, the, besides his potatoes, as yams. Um, you, they weren't just potatoes. He also had sweet potatoes. I did notice a statue outside of town hall that was just um, a man from the waist down and stacks of what appeared to be potatoes, yams. Um, is that is that the stud baker? Studebaker, yeah. Uh, that's Nathaniel himself. Uh, Nathan, as those of us who uh, are sort of most familiar with him, like myself, uh, would call him. Or uh, um, Nate Study, as uh, those of us who uh, fantasize about him. <laughs> Referred to him as. <laughs> uh, another famous tradition is to, uh, you know, see, you've likely seen the statue's posterior, uh, sort of that right cheek has been pretty worn down. You know, it, it's hard to keep sort of the tarnish on there well. And, and that's because people just slap those cheeks uh, every, you know, every Y'all Come Back Thanksgiving um, until your hand either is too cold from hitting the cold metal uh, and you mm. can't really feel it anymore. Um, or until it's broken, you need to go to the doctor. It's uh, it's one of those things where uh, it's very popular among uh, the island teenagers to uh, get riled up and go slap the studs, buns. Uh, and it's one of those things where we, we sort of discourage it, but we discourage it with a, a devilish little wink. Yeah, it's... Well... It, frankly, if the, if the teens weren't all doing it, then I believe the, the Yalkenbeck elite, the bourgeois, if you will... Would, would be right up there. Uh, I think this was a practice that they originally started. Uh, there was a small concern, uh, sort of a red scare, if you will, uh, where the Yalkenbeck elite felt like they were losing a lot of their uh, sort of value, their property, uh, their capital. And so uh, they started slapping the, uh, the posterior 
of the uh, uh, of Nathaniel Studebaker, uh, but they were actually taking away pieces of what they thought to be gold. Uh, as it were, it, it is not a gold statue. Um, it is uh, it is just spray painted clay. Uh, you know, now that I think about it, I actually have uh, a copy of uh, the first Y'all Come Back Thanksgiving over in uh, my little cubby of the office. Let me just go and get that, and I. Oh, oh, oh! It's a it's a little slippery over here. Uh, Gil, I, I think that was your morning lasagna. You oh, rascal! I'm sorry. Yeah, I. You know, it's y'all come back Thanksgiving. What can I say? I, I wanted to surprise you all with a morning lasagna, and uh, well, I've got I've got an afternoon one too. So uh, just uh, just get ready well, for that. Gil, for future reference, you don't carry lasagna in the strainer. That the the, the strainer is a tool during during the cooking process. Uh, well, uh, normally you don't, but uh, well, that's a, another one of our y'all come back Thanksgiving traditions. It's really hard to keep track of all of these, Manny. Frankly, we, we're, I feel like we're piling these onto you, and I feel like the best would just be to, to learn about the first Y'all Come Back Thanksgiving, and, and then maybe you'll understand where some of these traditions came from. Um, but honestly, you probably will not. Uh, a lot of these happened later, at the second Y'all Come Back Thanksgiving, for example. Uh, also, the third Y'all Come Back Thanksgiving. The fourth Y'all Come Back Thanksgiving, which I think was mostly a curse by some mummy that may have been buried here, Years ago. Mm, mm. Uh, it's also sort of a tradition to um, each year add a, another tradition that gets carried over to the next year. Oh, wow. Yes, okay. the, tra- the traditional tradition adding. That is a small comfort. Um, I'm sure that it will help me uh, and help comfort the town hall janitor, which is me, uh, when uh, I'm cleaning up bits of lasagna for the next several days all up and down the four staircases you took to get to this office. Okay, so, um, baby, I see you have quite a manuscript there. Looks like um, that font is not on my word processor, so I can tell it's old. Oh, yes, this um, um uh, this is actually handwritten on antique vellum. Uh, this is uh, my mother's hand-me-down uh, heirloom copy. Oh, my. Agatha does love her vellum. All right. Well, what are we waiting for? I think we should um, let's treat. It's an audio. You said it's an audio drama. We've got three, you know, media professionals here. We should treat the community to a little tradition today. Let's uh, yeah, let's crack this bad boy open. And it does crack. The vellum is very, very old. All right. Well, Baby has sort of spread the script out here. We're all gathered around the table. Um, the title is A Y'all Come Back Thanksgiving. This is Act One, The Meeting. Let me set the scene. <clears throat> yeah, Manny, why don't you go ahead and uh, you can take the narrator role and uh, okay, okay, Baby and okay. I will pick up with the next characters. Um, all right. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I'll start us off. <clears throat> the coming of autumn brings with it many tidings. Pumpkins to be carved, tricks to be treated, thanks to be given. It's a season of storied remembrances and traditions passed down. Our story is of one such remembrance during a faded autumn many years ago. A wave of crime had swept the young nation, for many had taken to heart that everyone loves a bad boy. Nothing was safe from the sticky fingers of the morally crooked. Banks, trains, old-timey pies cooling in windows, the kind that a fresh-faced maiden would make and spell out her lover's name with little cursive dough letters. For your crimes against society, we're sending you rogues off to a remote island to think about what you've done. And really think about it. Don't just say you will and then goof off. This is a punishment, the swift hand of justice proclaimed. Ugh, fine, whatever, the dastards replied. Alas, it was not fine, or even whatever. It was just bad. The island proved harsh and unwelcoming, for no crops would grow, and though the waters of its lake were super yummy, like someone definitely had to have added sugar, some would even say there were hints of stone fruit, they found that those who drank of it had their brains consumed by bacteria. Yes, 
The island was dead and barren, save for a lone mountain that hung heavy with pregnant ears of corn. In their desperation, the criminals sent their bravest, strongest, and honestly, hottest, representative up the mountain. At its peak, he discovered a small cabin with a well-tended garden of luscious corn. As he looked around, he realized it was actually a lot of corn, like too much corn. Could one person ever eat this much corn? Who likes corn that much? He was basically half-starved, and even he thought it was just kind of wasteful. As he pondered, a woman emerged from the cabin. God damn, girl, that is a lot of corn. What do you need this much corn? Also, who are you? I am the three-in-one. I am Smith, Jones, and Johnson. I'm every woman. It's all in me. Your coming was foretold. A bargain will be struck. What do you ask of me? Honestly, if you could share some of your corn, that would be tight. The kernels of these crops are the seed of civilization. Are you prepared for the price that must be enacted? Hell yeah, I'm hungry. What do you want? I must begin my centennial gestation. I want to dance with somebody. I want to feel the heat with somebody. I want a baby. Damn, girl. You're you a freak. I'm here for it, though. And so, as the woman led the prisoner back to her cabin, the pieces for decades of tradition began to fall into place. Wow, um, that's yeah. the end of Act 1. Yeah, it, it starts off, I think, with quite a bang and uh, ends on a cliffhanger. Uh, so this would normally be when intermission would happen, actually. Some would also say Act 1 also does end uh, with a, a bang. Oh, um, my. Okay, well, speaking of a bang, I hear we have a banger of an advertisement. So let's take this intermission, take this suspense, hold on to it for a second. And let's go to a commercial break. We'll be right back. Have you been itching to get your boots on mainland ground? Or are you listening to this podcast and just can't figure out how to get to Yalkenbeck fast enough? Well, come on down to Captain Rhonda Boots Ferry and Outer Lake Tour Service. You probably already know Captain Rhonda as the premier and only method of seafaring trans Yalkenbeck travel. But what you might not know is that she just instituted a new method that is sure to get you back and forth from Yalkenbeck even faster. Introducing the front boat. For a small upcharge, Captain Rhonda invites passengers with time-sensitive travel needs to ride in a smaller boat that she has attached to the bow of the ferry, meaning passengers can board later and get off earlier. Experience the wind and waves in your hair as you splash through Outer Lake in the comfort of a cozier, more forward-facing boat and with the added comfort of knowing you will arrive even sooner. Mention the special code YALKUMBOAT for $50 off your purchase of a single speedy pass. Captain Rhonda Boots Ferry and Outer Lake Tour Service. How else are you going to get there? All right, we are back. And thank you to Rhonda Boot for your kind sponsorship of this podcast. Couldn't do it without you. So we're about to dive back in to, um, to this amazing play that we're listening to. We're about to dive into Act 2, The Dinner. Uh, Gil, if you could, we're, we're adding a character in this act. Could you be Mama Mia? Oh, of course. I, I, you know, I love Mama. Uh, I will do my best job to uh, represent her in, I believe, a way that she would find uh, respectful. Great. Um, okay. Well, otherwise, I think we can just keep the keep the roles we had, and uh, I'll I'll get us started. This is Act Two, the dinner. Four days passed, and just as those who had been wrongfully imprisoned had begun to build friendships, quote unquote, they had also begun to build a symbol of their coalescence. It had taken great imagination, incredible tricep strength, and a tenuous labor union no negotiation with the United Beavers for damn good wood. But at last, they had built a table floating above the mirrored sky of Inner Lake that fit each of them. It felt like sitting in the sky. It felt like freedom. But it did not quite yet. 
feel like being well fed. Gather round, gather round, children of the lakes. For days ye have toiled. For days ye have chopped wood by sunlight and slapped tails <laughs> with beavers in the night. For four arduous days ye have worked to build a world without bars. And for that, I am thankful. But one task remains. The food! That's right, prisoner representative of the citizens of this penal colony, and chosen as the hottest among you. This table looks nearly as empty as the reticulum, rumen, omasum, and obasum compartments of my goatish stomach. We are freed, but famished, liberated, but not libated. Enfranchisement, but unfed. Poetic as always, Agatha. Thank you, my dear. But wordsmithery does not a cobbler make, and I cannot possibly keep my brain afresh with nothing but mere mushrooms that dot this lake's edges like venereal wart on a sailor's mast. No, we must feast. But how, Agatha? It was at this point when, according to legend, Agatha's eyes went white. The trees around Inner Lake swayed in a roaring wind. Every cock stood erect. In his coop and crowed as if the sun was rising. Those sitting around the massive table sat, transfixed as a guttural chant issued from her lips, which some couldn't help but notice had become quite chapped in the dry air, bless her heart. Mamma mia, some Mamma mia, some Mamma mia, some Mamma mia, some uh, baby, sorry. Can we can we stop for a second? I don't think we can say the name of a chain restaurant on the podcast uh, without a sponsorship of some kind. Uh, no, Manny. That's how the story is written uh, right here. It's true, Manny. Uh, according to lore, this was the incantation Agatha said at the time. Uh, I think I believe it's a spell. Uh, not that you should believe in such things, but it's definitely not a restaurant. Okay. Well, um, at any rate, let's let's change it just so we don't have any legal troubles. So just uh, tweak it a little bit. Um, carry, on. Uh, carry on. Okay. <clears throat> Mamma mia, summon up Bazolis. 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 The woman who emerged from the woods might as well have been as tall as the trees, dim thighs just as thick. An apron hugged tightly to her hips and a wooden spoon cradled in her spindly fingers. She seemed to float toward the table. Otters followed behind, napkins neatly folded over their furry wrists, full plates balanced on their bellies. Agatha, what witchery have you summoned? Who is this woman? What are these cylindrical foodstuffs being brought to us by creatures of land and sea? It is I, Mamma Mia! First of her name of those hallowed soils, and these, these cylinders of sustenance are endless breadsticks, and as many breadsticks as you can eat. Okay, okay, this is, sorry, um, okay, okay, this is really starting to sound a lot like a fazole. You know, Manny, this is really quite rude to interrupt such a traditional story. I mean, we're telling okay. the story of the first Yalcombe Beck Thanksgiving, and you're getting me here with sponsorship, and I know you're trying to bring people to the island, but, uh. I think okay, you should okay. stop. Okay, sorry, sorry, sure. Keep going. <clears throat> we'll keep going. I'll, I'll resume. <clears throat> the otters of Inner Lake, not to be confused with the itters of Outer Lake, brought the breadsticks to all outstretched hands at the table. And as Mamma Mia spooned mounds of a red sauce onto their plates, grateful cries and <coughs> smacking lips filled the air. Something had changed. Eat up, me bambini. There will always be breadsticks. There will always be time. And there will always be a Mamma Mia to feed you in this town. Uh, Agatha, why do you look so displeased? You have summoned a savior. These breadsticks, though mediocre, are never-ending. And something about that promise of mild nausea but never-ending bread palaces is empowering. We're saved, Agatha. Aren't you thankful? Aren't you proud of your work? Of course, hot prisoner, but I cannot help but feel that, as the rest of you feed upon the power of perpetual yeast, 
with unfaltering feast, but my own power is slipping away. I must maintain a grip on the hearts and minds of my pretties. I mean, my people. They have earned this meal, but have I earned their loyalty? But if you hold the power to summon a Mamma Mia, do you not have the power to usurp or sway over the people? You have a friend in me, Agatha, and all of us. But if need be, can you not summon loyalty as you summon this off? Um, damn, this breadstick is just okay, but addicting. Saria, what were you saying? A toast to a new a future, to freedom, to flour, water, yeast, and salt. And just like these breadsticks, our most fundamental ingredients will help build something imperfect, but never-ending. Something that persists through brief pains. For the ultimate satisfaction of doing what we want, our flour is the soil that yields our crops. Our water is the life that surrounds us and sits inside our hole. Our yeast is the human spirit that rises, even those even when those in power try to cook us, and our salt is the tears we cry when old Ichabod rips one of his famous flatulent patoots. And all are together, these elements bring us together, to this table, to this our future, to this our freedom. Here, here. For now. <laughs> And so the first communal dinner of Yolkenbach commenced. Bread was bent but never broken, power spent but never brokered. And at each table's end, the two most powerful women who would walk these woods, plotting an eternity that could outlast any breadstick bowl, as long as independence remained. Wow. I'm a little emotional, guys. It's um, it uh, it is considered one of the uh, the underappreciated classics of uh, the American theatrical canon. I have to say, Gil, I <clears throat> I was skeptical when you started out as Hot Prisoner, but your performance as Mamma Mia has truly captivated me and helped me. I really think I better understand this town. The that speech about flour, water, yeast, and salt is just. Wow, I wish I had written that for my inauguration, to be honest. I really appreciate you saying about that about my acting skills, Manny. I know you saw me in uh, Boy in the Striped Pajamas, the musical, uh, before you came here on the island. I did. And I think that was sort of just uh, sort of just one facet of sort of the roles that I can take on. You know, I'm I'm a fire chief, uh, but uh, that doesn't mean that I'm always the chief of the fire of the stage. I, I like to share the stage with with others, and so I, I'd have to say thanks thanks to both of you all um, for what you contributed to this uh, story as well. Well, um, I don't know about the two of you, but I am uh, I am riding a high from reading this, so uh, maybe we can just keep cracking on. All right, so uh, we can just dive right into Act Three, I guess. Um, I'm I'm itching to know how this ends. I know you two have. Uh, heard this play before, but this is all new to me, so I'm very excited. So uh, I'll dive in as the narrator, I guess. All right. <clears throat> the feast was finished. Everyone's bellies were full from stuffing their faces with breadsticks. No one ate the yogurt cups because Hot Prisoner admitted that the secret ingredient was beaver teeth. The spell of Mamma Mia had turned the fields, barren before, into a luscious cornucopia of things that go into cornucopias. The barren island, a penal colony, an elder power's grotto, and a summoned once place of ascension had now become a destination, a tropics, an Eden. Well, I'm still thankful for everything we have shared today. From the change in this island to stuff I did with Agatha before, and even the nude body painting that we did when we knew no one could see. And while I wasn't sure I wanted humans on my island, I am thankful, after all, to have the company of others whose material shape is constant and knowable. And I'm mm. grateful for people to share my food. Maybe I could make a living out of this. And I am thankful I was here to document the whole thing as a silent observer. It's true. 
Nathaniel Studebaker, the man credited for the creation of the term stud, as well as me, your narrator, was present at the first Yelkenback Thanksgiving. And that's how this drama has been so factual. So you would hear this all the time, and you didn't say anything? That's right. I even saw the nude body paintings, tastier than the yogurt cups. So why didn't you help with the peace brokering? It's the historian's role to stand back and observe, not to affect the history they are documenting. So that's why you're writing down everything we're saying right now? How'd you get on this island? I was sent here after a brush with the law, just like you. I was found guilty by a jury of my peers for forgery, falsifying documents, impersonating an officer, and perjury. But now I am just blessed to have friends to share a meal and share a place we can all call home, like this island. How about a blessing? Let's show our thanks to those we owe gratitude. We can each take turns. Begin with, oh dear, and then whoever you're thanking, thank you for the gift that you have given us. Mama? Oh dear goodness and beauty. Oh dear sovereign ones, spirits of stone and blood. Oh dear future Nathaniel Studebaker. Oh dear whatever higher power is up there. Thank you for being with us always. Even when things don't turn out the way you think they will. Like a sauce left in the pot for too long. You know there is something especially tasty there that can, will be unlike the pot before. Thank you for the goodness and the beauty being there always. Even when we don't know it. Thank you for sparing us your wrath once more. Thank you for the bounty before us exchanged for the willing sacrifice the masked one made. Thank you for the cold that will soon come, your embrace from beyond. Thank you for sharing this play with the denizens of the future so that they may learn about how I was the first man to astrally project to the moon, visit Atlantis, and learn the secrets of time travel as well as document the first Yelkenback Island Thanksgiving. That's what you all end up calling this donut-shaped rock in the future. You'll come back. <laughs> Thank you for bringing me to an island that lets me have a second chance. Thank you for bringing me to an island with such natural beauty and a wealth of plants and wildlife. From the majestic mountain, the inner lake, the now verdant fields and lush forests, teeming with fever, turkey, and what seemed to be an undiscovered dinosaur species, or whatever this main dish is. But most of all, thank you for bringing me to an island that I can call home, and a home filled with friends. Or at least I hope I can call you friends. They all agreed. They were friends. And they would live together as friends on this island that would eventually become known as Yalkumbak. <laughs> It, there's just something about it. It, it. Every time I read this story, it uh, something stirs inside of my heart, and I, I can hear something whispering inside my ear that um, the flesh vessel is nearly ripened. Um, I, I'm just very emotional. Yeah, I, with, I, without being too direct, I mean, I, I think all of our flesh vessels got a little bit ripened. Uh, listen to this uh you know Absolutely. being a part of it is it's sort of indescribable and and sort of your point manny you were saying before we started act three that you were excited to see sort of how it turns out and i i think sort of one of the takeaways from this is that uh we we are how it turned out right uh mm, well you said. and i baby everyone here on this island we we're the result of that first y'all come back thanksgiving absolutely i'm really i'm really taken by the themes of this play. And I, I thank you all for introducing it to me. You know, in, in those three acts, I see essential human needs. Uh, I see, you know, in act one, that need to find someone to connect with. And in act two, I see that need for sustenance and growth. And in act three, I see that need for gratitude and coming together as friends. And I hope that all of us as a community can do the same as we're, you know, fighting for our independence and fighting for our growth and fighting for each other and fighting for new neighbors 
we have to remember to be grateful for the history of this place. And um, I'm touched, really. Oh, Manny, there is um, a traditional saying that we have here on the island for Y'all Come Back Thanksgiving. Uh, it is, I am but a whole. May I be filled with my friends. And may your whole be filled also. So maybe, maybe in the spirit of Act 3, um, I think we all got kind of sentimental there. I think we're all feeling grateful. Maybe we can just go around and in the spirit of our first Thanksgiving friends, say what we're grateful for. Gil, why don't you start? Thanks a lot, Manny. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry for taking it, but I, I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to thank the welcome, the comebackers, you know, mm-hmm. everyone on this Island. I, from Louisa Stevens the other day, smiling at me when she saw me crying after that bird just really tore into my head to just this morning when I was walking over with my lasagna in my strainer I all of the sauce was just falling on the floor and who was there except Rhonda Riddle's cat just coming over and getting all the sauce on the fur knowing that I could grab it out of there later so it's not just it's he's not, a good cat. It's true, he is. Mm. It, so it's not just the, the human comebackers, but, you know, our, our four-legged and, and other-legged and all the comebackers. I'm, I'm grateful for everyone. And the comebackers yet to come. I think once they get here to this island, they can sort of join in this, this populace of, uh, of gratitude and, and, and friendship. Uh, camaraderie, uh, they'll be happy to call themselves comebacker as well. A cheers for comebackers and those yet to come. Hear, hear. Baby, what about you? Uh, well, um, I would like to start off um, my Thanksgiving uh, with um, a little platitude that is uh, traditional in my family. We like to say, oh, dear seely and unseely courts of the fair folk, I am thankful fruit cocktails because that's just about the only thing my my dear mother can digest these days to digestible beauty aye aye thank you baby um i guess i should go next and i'll I'll try to do this in the tradition uh, set forth by uh hot prisoner agatha nathaniel mama and so many others and say Oh, dear passers-by, thank you for your questions. Because ever since I've gotten on this island, whether I'm walking Wiggles in the tiny park, whether I'm taking a run around the uh, the wooden path on Inner Lake, or even when I take a unicycle stroll to Town Hall using one of the uh, the town rental unicycles, so often, the same question comes at me from strange faces that then become friends, and that question is, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And every time um, I'm forced to reckon with that question, who am I? What is my identity here? Because um, I'm not just a mainlander anymore, and even though it's been a few short weeks, I truly feel like my you're one of I've, us now. I'm one of, yes, thank you, Gil. Thank you for saying it. And I, I'm proud to say it out loud. And I'm grateful to say it out loud that I am the mayor of Yolkenbeck. And I will try to give thanks every day for that honor. And on that note, I think it's time to let the community speak. Let's get to the weather, the time, and community announcements. Nearly Yolkenbeck Thanksgiving, and it's 11.38 a.m. It's a strong breeze coming in from the south. Community announcements. The Yolkenbeck Amateur Meteorologists invite all island residents to drop off rain samples from the bucket placed in conference room C at the library. If your sample is orange, they ask that you hold on to it until next week to not influence their data sample. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest food of all? Rhubarb! 
This Saturday at the Yolkenbach Farmer's Market, the theme is Rhubarbara Walters. Bring your best rhubarb and get entered for a chance to interview local farmers in a recurring segment on our new YouTube channel. Here's a hint. One of your judges loves a strawberry barb. Break out your character shoes. Auditions for Sweeney Todd, a musical based on the playbill of the musical Sweeney Todd, are this Friday at the Community College. Equifax Jimenez is celebrating overcoming his fear of the dark with a dance party in Wheeler Square next Monday at dusk. The soundtrack will feature the entirety of Permission to Land, the debut album by British glam rock group The Darkness. The Yolkenbach High School Comebackers eSports team is hosting a banquet at the school on Saturday to celebrate the end of yet another successful season and a state championship in the Wii Fit Trainer Division. The banquet menu features pizza rolls and a keg of Monster Energy drinks. The Entomology Society is hosting an amateur beekeeping workshop. Protective hats, bales, and gloves will be provided, but the Society does stress that this event is BYOBs. And if any of those sound like a place you'd love to call home, remember, this is Yolkenbach. This is Yolkenbach is an improvised podcast performed by Corey Collins, Josiah Knight, and Cameron Lindsay. Music written and performed by Caleb Ritchie. Check out his music at Caleb Ritchie Music on Facebook. Our cover art was done by Pip Lloyd. You can find Pip and their work on Twitter with the username at underscore proto Pip. Eager for more This Is Yalkenback or have a community announcement that you'd like to be read on the show? Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pod on Twitter and This Is Yalkenback on Instagram. Our email is yalkenbackpodcast at gmail.com. That's Y-A-L-L-C-O-M-E-B-A-C-K podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to support This Is Yolkenback, you can support us on Patreon, where we are always eager to hear your suggestions for new content and ways that we can engage with our listeners. If you like what you heard here, please hit subscribe so that you can get the newest episode in your feed every week. And while you're at it, leave a five-star review. Finally, share the show with your friends. Just like the people of Yolkenback, we are looking to grow, and we would love to welcome more folks into our community. Thanks for listening.